This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. The Sun are Southern Africa's oldest inhabitants, but their rich heritage is under threat as their numbers continue to dwindle. It was thought the Ngu language had long since disappeared when researchers stumbled upon a handful of Sun still able to speak this ancient dialect. Now, years later, it's left to a woman in her 90s to keep the language alive. A dry and dusty place, alive with history and tradition, stalked by untold sadness. The sand and the koi have all but disappeared, and with them, their languages, culture, and customs. Ninety-year-old Katrina Esau, grasping onto the fragments of her sand culture, the last living speaker of the ancient language of Ngu. Far removed from her roots in the impoverished home in Uppington in the Northern Cape. Her body aches. Years of domestic labor, which began as a child working on a farm, have taken their toll. I looked after sheep and worked in the kitchen crawled around on my knees, washing and polishing floors with a handbrush. People had to do such heavy work. I was six years old when I started to look after sheep. Six, seven, eight, till I was 11 years old. And he was 11 years old. I was 11 years old, 13, 14, till I was 15. Then I came back. I didn't want to stay there anymore. First lost was her schooling then her name, when the farmer called her Gielmate, Yellow Girl. Soon, people forgot her name was Katrina. Last to die was her language. <laughs> Dr. Kerry Jones is a specialist in endangered languages who started capturing the intricacies of Katrina's dying language eight years ago. After so much time together, theirs is a special bond. Some of the stories are really quite horrific. You know, explanations of their employers beating them for speaking the language, of uh, policemen beating family members. And most of it was about fear that whatever was being said wasn't being understood and so then it would be assumed that you were skinnering or you were plotting. It's a dominance thing that unfortunately had terrible, terrible um, effects on the language. And, and for the speakers, there's huge trauma. Oma Katrina was 15 
when Ngu was silenced in her. In those days, we were still ashamed to say we were Bushmen because we were not allowed to speak our language. They said, you can't speak the language. It was an ugly language and we were not allowed to speak it. Many farmers, and when we came to the brown people, they also said, the language is not a language. It is an ugly thing. It upset me when people spoke about the language like that. That's why we stopped speaking. Twenty-five of the 7,000 languages spoken in the world disappear every year. Languages are dying faster than ever. Mung is a highly complex language with 114 distinct sounds, including 45 clicks. By comparison, Russian and Chinese have about 50 sounds. Brutal repression and ridicule silenced the sand. By the 1970s, linguists thought their languages were extinct. Researchers were astounded when they stumbled across a different click language while working on a project to return land to the Bushmen in the 1990s. One person, her name was Elsie Fallboy, in her later stage in life, she stood up and she said, you know what, I'm so old now, I've got nothing left to lose. I speak Bushmen. And so, linguists began a five-year search for any remaining Mu speakers. 27 were found, scattered across the Northern Cape. But by then, Oma Katrina was in her 60s. After first denying she could speak it, her siblings coasted out of her. Okay. At first I struggled and struggled, but then I began to speak it well again, and it was just lekker, lekker. We almost forgot our culture. I could remember the culture, but I didn't practice. All of the 27 Ngu speakers have died. Now reawakened, Oma Katrina was determined Ngu will not die. Teaching her granddaughter Claudia the songs and dances from childhood to keep fragments of her language alive. So, Claudia, until the researchers came, you didn't even know that this language existed. I only knew that Oma spoke Afrikaans. I never knew that Oma spoke Ngu or any other language. In those days, when they came, people were not aware of the language, the culture. We were just called Kalats, Klirlinga. In a race against time, linguists from across the world spent decades with Oma Katrina as she tediously repeated her clicks into their microphones.
We would work for several hours at a time. I would start getting tired because, you know, and batteries need to be changed, etc. And she'd say, no, no, a tea break and a toilet break, and then that's it. She drove hard and she was very strict and precise. She's a national treasure, internationally recognized, winning numerous awards, including the Silver Order of the Baobab. She also published the first children's book in Ngun, English and Afrikaans. So the people who wrote, they made it look nice with all the pictures. And it's in three different languages. Yeah, yeah. With the language at last given proper recognition, Oma Katrina and Claudia started a school. But keeping it open was a struggle. Having overcome a fire and municipal bungling, they set up in a specially built and donor-funded container, only for the pandemic to bring further tragedy. Years of hard work undone. The school systematically plundered. It's really heartbreaking to think that this is all that remains of the school that was built by Claudia and her Oma Katrina to try and save the new language. And to this day, government has done nothing to help them. The state unashamedly parades her as a living legend, but not much more. Her family struggled to survive on her Sasa pension and sporadic funding from linguists to sustain the family. Until today, nothing, just promises. Government officials came here with their blue lights into Omar's house. They promised a school, but until today, nothing. But Mu will live on. Kerry and her team have just published the first dictionary of an endangered language in Mu, Nama, English and Afrikaans. Bringing it alive with an audio track, another first. 20 years of research placed in the hands of the public. Many people are now learning this language. When I'm no longer here, then they can learn it. It all depends on interest, the interest to do a thing. For the award of the degree of Doctor of Literature, Honoris Causa, Katrina Iso Ntrangusi. The celebration of a remarkable life. Gielmate to Dr. Katrina Esau, an illiterate doctor of literature, domestic worker, to champion of her language. I feel proud. I had to do an extremely horrible, huge amount of work. And now that people have opened their hearts, and that they saw, Yenna, this woman has done a good thing. To me, she's like an embodiment of the history of the San people. And to know that she's the last living person that can speak the new language, I feel like I've touched a part of history and I've experienced this ancient language. <laughs> It's such a beautiful language, and we're thrilled to know Mu will continue living in the hearts and minds of many generations to come.
That's another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast done and dusted. Remember to follow and subscribe to our show on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms. Have something to say? Join the conversation using hashtag Carte Blanche on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We love hearing from you.